Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title, the title of this word this morning, because this is what I heard God speak to me about a matter. He spoke this, he said this to me. He said, if you're going to do this, do it. If you're going to do it, do it. You know, because there are a lot of times we, we start things and we step in halfway. We do it a little bit and then we quit. Then we do it a little bit more. Then we quit and we do it a little more and we don't do it. We're just back and forth, back and forth. That's what I heard him say. He says, if you're going to do this, do it. James 1, verse 5. We'll start in verse 5. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be, be given unto him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of sea driven by the, with the wind and tossed. It says, For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. See, we ask for God, we ask God for wisdom. He gives us wisdom. He tells us what to do in a matter. And then we do it a little bit and we don't see results and we quit. That's wavering. That's wavering. Revelations 3.15 This is a this is kind of a hard scripture. This is a scripture that'll make you say, Oh me. This is talking to a church. He says, I know thy works, that thou art neither hot, I mean cold nor hot. I would that thou art cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Hallelujah. We'll give you praise, Jesus. Our focus has to be shifted and settled on God's plan for us. Sometimes we have to dig our heels in. Hallelujah. We have to decide, am I going to serve God or am I not going to serve God? That's a choice we have to choose. Matthew 6:33. This scripture has already been used today, but we're going to use it again. I think my wife used it. Maybe Minister Rhonda may have, I'm not sure. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. 
verse 31. We'll back up to 31. It says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or withal, wherewithal shall we be clothed? It says, don't, don't worry about that stuff. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first, and all these things shall be added. We are put here on this earth to be a blessing. We are here to be a blessing. We're not here to pursue a blessing. Two different things. We are here to be a blessing. Not here to pursue a blessing. I'll just give you all an example. I don't know if you all have done this or not, but years, years ago, we would get together after church, and we'd usually go eat somewhere as a group. On my way to the restaurant, on our way to the restaurant, I'd be thinking in myself, I sure hope somebody buys my lunch today. Yeah, done it. Sure hope somebody buys my lunch today, buys our lunch today so I don't have to spend my money. I'm seeking a blessing. Instead of saying, God, do you want me to bless somebody today? Two totally different realms. I've been there, I know. We are to seek to be a blessing instead of seeking after a blessing. You see, when we seek, when we're seeking after a blessing like that, we're seeking after a harvest that we haven't sown a seed for. <laughs> I knew that one was going to hit. When we're seeking a blessing, that is what's on us. We're, I'm, I want somebody to bless me. I'm seeking something that I haven't sown a seed for. That makes sense? I'm wanting to reap something out of somebody else's garden that they've planted a seed. Without planting, without planting my own seed. See, the Bible tells us that that if we sow, we reap. Give, and it shall be given. We got it backwards. I did. I'll just tell you, I had it backwards. I wanted it to be given, and then I would give. I wanted a harvest, and then I would sow. That's not the way it works. God says, sow, then you reap. Give, and it shall be given. Give is being a blessing, and then the blessing comes back to you, multiplied. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say that again. Yeah. That's faith. That's stepping out. That's believing God. See, when we shift from being wanting a blessing to being a blessing, if we're, if we're always wanting to be blessed, if we're seeking a blessing, we're always on the defense. Does that make sense to you? We're on the defense. We're trying to maintain. We're not trying to advance. I just want to hold on to what I got, and I want to maintain. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab a hold of that dollar bill, and I'm gonna squeeze it real tight. But an offensive position is a position of advancement. Yeah. 
a defensive position in football, basically a defensive position, and I'm not a football player. Don't care a whole lot about it at all. But they have two teams, an offensive team and a defensive team. The defensive team, best of my understanding, is to keep the other team from going anywhere. That's all they're doing. If they happen to get lucky and score a touchdown, great, but that is not their job. Their job is to just to keep the enemy from advancing. The offensive part of that is their job is to push the enemy out of the way and go, run over them, whatever it takes, and go and make a touchdown. It's the same way with giving and receiving. If we're seeking to be a blessing, we're always on the defense. We don't advance like that. The only way to advance, and this is talking about in our finances, but it's not just finances, it's in every area. But when we pursue being a blessing, we move from being defensive to offensive to where we carry the attack to the devil. Your seed is a weapon of war. Look at it like that. Your seed is a weapon of war against the enemy. Your seed is a weapon of war against poverty. Your seed is a weapon of war against lack. And it worked, and I'm talking about finances right now, but it applies in every area. If I sow a seed of revelation, then I get more revelation. God give me a revelation and I sit on it because it's so precious to me that I can't turn it loose. Guess what? There's no room for another revelation. There has to be a flow. Somebody said that today. I think it was probably you. Pastor Dana, it's got to be a flow. The Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea because there is no flow. It has an inlet, no outlet. Being a blessing is an outlet. In Genesis 1, 28... We grab this, this will change everything. Genesis 1, 28. We've used, I use this scripture pretty often, so we, but we're going to use it again. It says, And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. That's not a maintaining position. That's not just maintaining. You know, I have my yard. I'm, I'm, I maintain my yard. Well, out there at my daddy's house, he's got some land, and there's certain areas that we mow that's mowed out there. And if we don't keep it mowed, then the, the trees and the brush and all that begins to come in. So you just keep it mowed. You're maintaining it. You're not advancing it anymore, but you're not but it's not overtaking you. God told them to be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion. That is going forward. That is going outside of your normal zone. That is going outside of your comfort zone. That is cutting some brush down and moving it out of the way. That isn't... That is an offensive position because you're taking territory you're taking ground hallelujah let's look at Acts chapter 10 verse 38 God told me one time he says says I won't I want what has you.
what he said. I want what has the potential to have you. Acts 10, 38. It's how God anointed Jesus of Naz Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. When we have the Holy Ghost, we have, we have been anointed by God with the Holy Ghost and with power, and the purpose is to do what? To do good and heal that were all that were oppressed of the devil. Doing good is blessing someone else. Healing someone that's oppressed of the devil, that in itself is blessing someone. In other words, Jesus was anointed to bless. We have the Holy Ghost, so guess what? We are anointed to bless. Y'all can talk to me. <laughs> Pastor Dana talks to me. Y'all may not hear her, but I hear her. She talks to me back here. John chapter, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. It says, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus' purpose was not to come down here on earth and maintain a, a position. His purpose was not to come and so we could have, have a position of, of just staying where we are, where I can just get by. And I thank God that, oh, I thank God for this crumb that I got today. It's okay to thank God for a crumb if that's all that you got. But there's more than that. Jesus came to put us in a position of authority, in a position of power, so that we can advance the kingdom of God. That's his purpose. We can advance the kingdom of God. If Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, guess what our job is? To destroy the works of the devil. Minister Ronda was saying, talking about saying the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of heaven. What's in heaven? There's no poverty in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no disease in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. So if my job is to make earth look like heaven, my job is to advance somebody. My job is to bless somebody. My job is to pull somebody up out of, out of the pit. That's my job. It's what we get to do. It's a privilege to do that. It's not something I have to do. It's a privilege to do that. Luke 4.18. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. I was going to Luke 18, but it's Luke chapter 4. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What is the gospel to the poor? The good news. The gospel is the good news. So when you preach good news to a poor man, what are you telling him? You don't have to live that way anymore. 
God's got something better for you. You can come up. That is good news to a poor man. That is a blessing to a poor man. You take, you take that man that Peter, Peter and John were walking to the synagogue and Peter reached down and got him by the hand and says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. And he and told him to rise up. That was a blessing. Not just that he could walk. That was a blessing that he could also work now and bless somebody else. Instead of having to sit there with his cup, shaking his cup. He pulled him up out of that poverty place. Because that, that he, even they, uh, back then when they, now I know nowadays we have people that do that that are swindlers. But back then, he was crippled, and that's what he lived off of, was that right there. So, Peter blessed him in more ways than we can imagine. He blessed him. He blessed him with health. He blessed him with the ability to work. He blessed him by knowing who God is. And just for clarity, when Peter said, silver and gold have I none, he wasn't saying I'm poor. He's saying, I didn't have any in my pocket. Jesus had a treasurer. The apostles, people gave to the apostles, and they had enough that they were distributing it out. So Peter was not in lack. He didn't have any in his pocket at that moment. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. If I've got the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me also. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's a blessing when your broken heart is healed. Preach deliverance to the captives. You've been bound by spirit of fear and someone says you don't have to have that no more set you free that's a blessing the spirit of fear can keep you from even taking a job promotion I don't know if I can do that I might have to stand up in front of somebody and say something if I take that job See, it's a blessing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring a blessing to somebody. You're a covering of sight to the blind. If you can't see, then somebody's going to have to help you all the time. But you get set free from that. You get healed. Your eyes get opened. Then just like the lame man, you can, you can go be a blessing to somebody else then. That's not just sight to the blind that's physically blind. That's spiritually blind as well. If you're spiritually blind, you don't see that God wants to bless you. Your eyes have to be open to that realm. Hey, the God that I serve wants to bless me. He wants to bless me to the point that I can bless somebody else. Our eyes have to be open to that. And to set at liberty them that are bruised. Bruised. Basically means beat down by the world. Somebody's told you you wasn't good enough. Somebody told you that you'll never amount to anything. God comes along and says, I have anointed you to be a kings and priests. That's a blessing. I've called you to be a king and a priest. I've called you to serve under me and distribute my goods. <laughs> Hallelujah.
See, it's a blessing to be to receive all of this that we just read in Luke 4, 18. It's a blessing to have your broken heart healed and to be delivered and to see, to be free. But what does Acts chapter 20, verse start in verse 33, what does that say? I'm not preaching any or teaching anything that I haven't had to live just for your just for clarification Acts 20 verse 33 this is Paul talking it says I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel covet means I want it without work I look and see what you have but I want it. But I don't want to work for it. I think you should give it to me. Covet. <laughs> you've, got, you've got two cars and I, ha I don't have one. I think you should share one. Covet. There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, I, I see he's blessed or, there, or she's blessed. How did this happen? There's nothing wrong with that. So I can do what they did to get what they have. The problem comes in, it's when I want it. The same thing I said a while ago, wanting a blessing without sowing a seed. That's basically what covet is. I want it without sowing a seed for it. I want it without working for it. Let's look at going to verse 34. It says, Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities. Paul just, just said that my hands have worked to provide for me. My hands have worked to provide for me. But it gets better. In the end of that verse, it says, and to them that were with me. His hands worked to provide for him and to those that were with him. He blessed himself. He was blessed with the work of his hands, and he blessed those that were with him with the work of his hands. Verse 35 says, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and rem to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, you get that? The words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. <laughs> Jesus said that. Jesus, the Son of God, said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Why, would, why is that? Because if you can give... You will receive. If all you do is receive, then there's nothing else to, you don't go anywhere. You've got to give to receive. You've got to sow to reap. We were, years, years ago, we were getting ready to go to a Bible conference. And, you know, those Bible conferences aren't cheap to go to. You know, and we would hear people say there were some of us going and some wouldn't, wouldn't go. But you'd hear, you'd hear different people make comments. People make comments. I wish I could pay your way. And, I, and they were sincere. It's the thing. They were sincere. I wish I could pay your way. They meant that. But then God spoke to me whenever I, later. And this is what he said. He said, if you wait because you can't do everything for everyone, instead of doing something for someone, you end up doing nothing for anyone. 
Did y'all get that? If you wait, if God, a person like that, if you wait, instead of, the mentality was, I want to help you. I want to pay your way to the conference. I just, I just want, their heart wants to. But their mind doesn't see that, hey, if you was to sow $20 into that instead of trying to pay the whole thing, that $20 is a seed sown into that. And that will move you into a position to sow more. Plant what you can. And, and there will be a harvest off of that. But if you fail to plant any... No harvest. Exactly. You know, that's, that's, a, that's people's mentality that has to be broken, is to think that, well, I really want to help somebody. $10 would have bought a hamburger at the conference. You know, that would have bought somebody's meal. But we don't see it that way. But what if... What if Kim says, okay, I can't pay, pay their whole conference, but I can give them $10, and then come to, well, I can give them 10 I can give them 20 and all, this is all going on in each other's heart, and get to brother, I don't know, I can give them 40 I can give them, I can give them 30 I can give them, next thing you know, and everybody has been a part of it, and God says, okay, you sowed, Harvest coming, you sowed a harvest coming, you sowed a harvest, 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 harvest. You're being a blessing. God spoke this just a few days ago. He said to me, he says, He says, you don't overcome if you don't. You don't overcome if you don't. <laughs> that was it. In other words, you got to get up and do something. <laughs> God speaks to me like that sometimes. You don't overcome if you don't. It's like, well, yeah, I don't overcome if I don't get up off this couch. I don't get in shape if I don't get up off this couch and go walking or something. I got that in my notes. I can't, never could. Same principle. And couldn't, never tried. Those are simple sayings, but there's so much truth in there. So you don't overcome if you don't. If you don't do something different. If you don't step out and try. But the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And that's not just my soul saved. That's, that's walking in victory. Overcoming in every area of my life. We're guaranteed a victory. See, I told you she talks to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because he already overcame. <laughs> huh. See, Jesus in us is the power to overcome lack. Jesus in me is the power to overcome anything. Jesus is the, in me is the power to overcome or it's the power to change. Jesus in me is the power to overcome. See, he's in me. We keep praying, God, come on me, God. You know, I did that 
before I ever danced before God. Standing right down there. Standing beside Casey Peterson. He was a young man, about 18 at the time. And I'm, I'm probably in my mid-30s. He's down there jumping and dancing before God. And I'm standing there beside him. And I'm saying, God, I want to do that. God, I want to do that. This went on for two or three weeks now. God, take over. Make me jump. I'm ready. I'm willing. Make me jump. He never made me jump. He finally one day says, because I had on a pair of Nike socks that day. He said, you got your Nike socks on, just do it. I had to do it. I had to step into it. We have to step into being a blessing by doing something that we haven't done. See, the power to overcome is in me. It's in me. Deuteronomy 8.18, it says, Remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives thee power to get wealth. But see, we have a new covenant. He spoke that in the Old Testament. But our new covenant with Jesus means that Jesus is in me. So the power to get wealth is where? Right there. It's hearing the voice of God and obeying. Proverbs 8, 11. I know I'm hitting a lot on, on finances, but it doesn't just apply to finances, but let's face it, we need some finances. God wants his children blessed. It actually tells us well, before I go to Proverbs, let's go to Malachi 3. I think it's like 11 or 12. And then we'll come right back to there. Okay, let's go to the next one. Let's go to 12. The tithe. Verse 10 tells us what the tithe is. It says, I'll open the windows of heaven. And then it says, in all nations. Okay, let's flip her back. And when God opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing upon you that you cannot contain. In other words, you have more than you know what to do with, so you've got to get rid of some of it. You've got to give it to somebody. You've got to help somebody. And then it says, and all nations shall call you blessed. Because God has blessed you. They see his blessing, his hand upon your life. To the point. Who was it? Isaac? No, it wasn't Isaac. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, it may have been Isaac. Went into the land of the Philistines. God says, you go here during this, during this famine, during this drought. You go here. He told him specifically. You go here. Now, this is a different story. He told Elijah too. <laughs> you go here and you sow in this land right here. He sowed in that land that God told him to sow into and says in, in that year, God blessed him with a hundredfold. And he grew so great in that land, the Philistines come up and says, we would like for you to move. We don't want you in our area. Your God has blessed you too much. Making them look bad. They were afraid of him. God wants his people to be blessed. It magnifies him. It glorifies him. It honors him. What kind of king would it be with all of his people living in poverty, in the natural. 
I'm like, I'll move out of your kingdom. I'm, I'm going to move over here to this other kingdom. The same is true in the, in the spirit realm. Okay, let's go back. That was in the famine. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 11. Just read this whole thing sometime when you get time. We're going to go skip down to verse 11. Well, I'm going to go up to verse 2. It's talking about wisdom. It says, She stands in the top of high places by the way in the places of the past. I was reading that one day, and God showed me wisdom is in the high places. In other words, wisdom is up here and can see everything that's going on down here and knows what needs to take place. It knows what's happening. That's why it's important. Well, the example he gave me was wisdom is like standing in a big city where you got four corners, you got an intersection, and you got four high-rises there. And wisdom is standing up on top of one of them looking at that intersection. You're coming this way. You got a green light, which means you can go. But wisdom sees this police car chasing a bad guy down this way that you don't know is taking place. And wisdom speaks to you and says, stop. And you're thinking, I got a green light. God, I got a green light. It says I can go. Wisdom says, stop. You stop because you heard the wisdom of God. And when you stop, here comes that that car chase right through that red light intersection on their side. That's how why wisdom stands in the high places. Wisdom sees things that we don't see. That's why we will argue with God. God, you know I got this. You know I've got to do this. And God says, okay, but do this. I want you to do this. We've got to listen to the wisdom of God. Let's go to verse 11. Well, let's go to verse 10. It says, receive my instruction and not silver in knowledge rather than choice gold. Let's go to verse 12 or 11. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all things that may be desired are not to be compared with it. Wisdom is better than rubies. It's better than anything. There is nothing to compare the wisdom of God with. That's what it says. There is nothing we can compare the wisdom of God with because the wisdom of God it's just that. It's the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Verse 12. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. I gave somebody a word. told them God wants you to do this for provision that wasn't that wasn't Robert speaking to that person that was the holy that was the wisdom of God speaking saying I want you to do this even if you don't see it in your mind how it can prosper you do this because I do. Hallelujah. We have to be careful that we don't let what we see, like we were talking about earlier this morning, what we see in the natural hinder what God said because we don't see how it can work. If God said it, if God said it, it works. He says he is faithful to perform his word. 
John, well, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things. How many things? All things. That thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. How does my soul prosper? Revelation. By hearing the word of God and letting it get in you. That's how your soul prospers. By choosing to believe what God said over what you see. That's how your soul prospers. Hearing wisdom. Seeking wisdom. That's how your soul prospers. See, John 10. John 10, 10. tells us the thief comes not but for to steal to kill and to destroy I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly this devil comes to kill steal and destroy but the way he does that is he changes well he causes us to think differently from what God said that's the that's the that's what he did with Eve in the garden. All he had to do to Eve and what he does to us also is challenge what God said. Did God really say that? That's all he's got to do is get that question in you. Did God really say that? Did God really tell me to give this much? Did God really tell me? Did I really see the people up here in prayer? You know, that's all he's got to do. That's why it's important to tell the things like that. Because, yeah, I, I want to... I wanted to keep that to myself until I saw it manifest and then say, God showed me that after the fact. But that's not how it works. I declare it first. I saw it in the spirit, so I speak it forth into the natural. Hmm? Yeah, that's the other way of staying safe, Pastor Dana said. Oh, faith. Okay, well, it's bo both things are working there. Yeah, faith is declaring it when you see it. Staying safe is waiting until you see it and then saying, well, I saw it. <laughs> huh? It's advancing when we declare it like that. Okay, John 10, 10. Well, in Proverbs 23, 7, you don't have to go there, but it basically says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if we think God doesn't want to bless me, if that's what's in us, then we don't receive from him. But when we get the revelation that, hey, God wants me to be blessed so I can be a blessing. That's different. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Abundant life. Overflow. Pastor Dana said that. I got it in my notes. She said it and I was telling her what I was preaching. She said it last night. She said, that's overflow. Exactly, that's overflow. Abundant life is overflow. If I've got the life of Jesus, that's plenty enough for me. But he says, I want you to have abundant life. Abundant life. 
I want you to have abundant life. Hallelujah. And I've heard several times, I've just heard in my, just come up, just heard in my spirit. Several times here this past week, I would just, I'd be driving along and I would hear, rise up, my children, rise up. That's what he would say. Rise up, my children, rise up. Rise up, my children, rise up. That's what he's saying this morning. Rise up, my children, rise up. Rise up, my children, rise up. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. The ability to increase is already in you. When we got the Holy Ghost, we got everything that God is. Every attribute, everything. Let that sink in. Everything that God is, is in you. Everything that God is, is already in you. We've got to get the junk out of the way so it can manifest. When the Bible says that we have a well of living water, that's the Holy Ghost. That's the voice of God coming out. And what did the enemy do in the Old Testament with the wells? They filled them up with rocks so they wouldn't flow. God wants us to get some of the rocks out of the way. He wants us to get some of the unbelief out of the way. He wants us to get some fear out of the way. He wants to get some doubt out of the way so that that well of living water can flow. It's in you. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.